Emergency, the exits are here, 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 anywhere. Keep your hands and arms inside the carpet. We name is Hades, Lord of the Dead. Hi, how you doing? We dance, we kiss, we schmooze, we carry on, we go home happy. What do you say? Come on. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Welcome to the Disney Guys Uncensored. This is episode 174, recorded on April 25th, 2023, which I'd have to say is the perfect date because it's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. We are your hosts, Guy and Tim. On tonight's episode, we welcome back Jordana to discuss how to get the most out of your summer Disney trip during the hottest 4th of July we've had in years. Now, without further ado, let's kick it to Tim for the news. All right, not a ton of news in these last couple uh, weeks since we last heard from you. Uh, Animal Kingdom celebrated its 25th anniversary on Earth Day this year. And uh, in honor of that, we spared you kind, kind folks an Earth Day marathon episode, as is the Disney guys tradition. Got to say, I feel like between Epcot 40 and um, Animal Kingdom 25th, two huge anniversaries, and they were both just really small one-day events that were mostly a special merch package, a couple rare character meet and greets, and some one-day only treats. Uh, I I feel like they could go a lot bigger, especially on like Epcot 40, Animal Kingdom 25th. These are big milestones, um, and and they really aren't giving them their due, I feel. Um, You guys feel that way about these, these individual park celebrations? I feel like they went so big with Magic Kingdom's 50th that they had to tone it down somehow. So personally, I I think that they were still so focused on the 18-month celebration of Magic Kingdom's 50th that they, you know, didn't want to overdo it with the other parks because they're just focused on Magic Kingdom. Yeah, also- but... Sorry, Tim. So no, I was going to say, give the other parks their due. It's not, it's not all Magic Kingdom all the time. Right. Yeah. I kind of liked it because it kind of kept the event special. Like, you'd kind of have to be there on the day to really enjoy it. Uh, but I agree. It was a little too short. Um, but somewhere in between a one-day and an 18-month celebration would have been would have been nice. Yeah. I'm just saying, give them a week. Give them a week so that uh, if you already have a trip planned for that time and Oh no! You don't happen to have a park pass on that day that you still can uh, experience the the celebratory atmosphere. And I'll be honest, some of that limited edition merch and those one day treats look really cool. And not many people get an opportunity to get a crack at that stuff. Uh, next story, and this is a big one. Uh, if you are planning on going for Mickey's not so scary Halloween party this year, which, as it was last year, back in full swing, the whole shebang, the candy, the villain show. The best parade on property, uh, all those late night short rides. Um, tickets are on sale for a general public this Thursday, April 27th. So probably tomorrow, if you're listening to this, when we put this out, uh, those are going to go super, super fast, especially for those late October dates. Uh, as we saw with the sale of annual passes recently, and the massive technical difficulties to the app yesterday at the parks. Uh, 
probably be prepared for that not to be the smoothest experience. And Disney, in as as their fashion, has not set a time that those sales are going to go on. Those tickets are going to go on sale. Who knows if it's going to be midnight or six a.m. But either way, be prepared to jump into that virtual queue on the website and see that great drawing of Big Thunder Mountain as you wait in a virtual queue for your chance to give Disney more of your money. Uh, That said, the Halloween party, always worth it. I know my wife and her girlies are going down for a big trip during that period, and uh, they will be trying to snag some of those tickets themselves. Last story, kind of a sad story. Um, The main bulk of the layoffs that we already knew were coming have been officially announced by Disney. Uh, It will be 7,000 layoffs total affecting every aspect of the Walt Disney Company from ESPN to parks, resorts and experiences. No details on those yet. uh, And they should be completed by the summer per Bob Iger. Um, Our heart goes out to those cast members. That is a pretty big layoff. Uh, it, It they are still saying it's not likely to affect frontline parks cast members. But uh, our hearts do go out to those affected cast members, and hopefully uh, Disney can make it through this kind of rough period rebuild and, and, and get some of those jobs added back in. Well, that is it for the news. Uh, and before we go to the main topic, I just want to say, Jordana, it is great to have you back. A former co-host, now a guest and a guest expert at that. Um, so, you know, if we are having uh Jordana Izzo on as a guest. It's probably got something to do with planning. Guy, what is our main topic this week? So our topic this week is visiting Disney during the summer. Um, You know, a lot of families don't have the luxury of, you know, going during the rest of the year. They can't take their kids out of school. Um, Just where they get, you know, bids for work vacations, things like that. Summer is just a really super convenient time to go to Disney. And we're going to kind of pick Jordana's brain a little bit just to see kind of what she recommends, uh, her little tips and tricks, things like that uh, for going to Disney, which I always, uh, you know, we have two boys who were born in the summer and I say it every single year, never again. We're never doing this heat again. Um, And yet here we are always going. We're going uh, the first couple of days of June. We're getting away for a little uh, adult-only trip uh, at the Poly, which we can't wait to do. And then we're back in September, which is kind of late summer uh, for Sal's birthday. So, uh, you know, I'm not a man of my word when it comes to that never again stuff. Um, but again, Disney's great. I was going to say that the the pricing is usually works perfectly with our boys' birthdays. They're August 23rd and September 8th. Thankfully, both of our boys are not in school where it doesn't matter if we take them out the first week of school just yet, uh, which is a point I'll get to where, you know, here in Rhode Island, we start right near Labor Day. So it's it's convenient for us where, you know, end of August is usually some of the best times to go price wise at Walt Disney World. Uh, but that is something that we will totally dive into. Yeah. And before before we get too into this, we're talking about summer trips. Here we are. It is the very end of April. Is it too late to book a summer trip for 2023 
if you haven't really figured out your summer vacation plans and uh, seeing all this Disney coverage and listening to the podcast, you decide you want to take a, a trip sometime between now and August. Yeah, so the last three years have been kind of strange with COVID and the limited availability and constantly fighting that. Uh, but I looked pretty much all throughout the summer, there is still tons of availability. I even looked the week of 4th of July, which happens to be a usual busier week. And there's still availability at values, moderate and deluxe level resorts. Okay, okay. So it sounds like it is not too late um, to go. Uh, you guys are talking about your experience. Uh, Guy, I'm with you. I, uh, I have done one summer trip in recent memory. It was last summer with my in-laws. It was the only time that kind of worked for for everybody in that big group. And man, we went Fourth of July week. It was brutally, brutally hot, uh, extremely crowded. Uh, I I myself uh, do not think I will be doing a, a height of the summer trip to Orlando ever again. That heat and humidity is a lot. But I guess, as you guys said, never say never. Who knows? Kids, summer vacation. Maybe sometime down the line, we'll, we'll, we'll try that again. But that trip was a lot to deal with. Yeah. And it's really hit or miss, too, sometimes, too, because we've been in September where we're walking across the Tomorrowland Bridge and there's not a single soul in sight. So you can get really lucky. I mean, 4th of July is going to be crazy no matter what. Uh, but if you're willing to risk those hurricane season months, I mean, you can get really, really lucky sometimes. Although lately, uh, you know, post-COVID, it hasn't really been that way because everybody's been kind of catching up. But I think you might start seeing that return this year where end of August, first couple of weeks of September are really kind of slow. But slow for Disney is busy you know, for 99% of the rest of the world. Right. I totally agree with that. And I think that we're starting to see trends where, like I said, the availability is there and it's not, you know, everything doesn't seem so full as it has been the last few years. Um, And that's even with like spacing and stuff like that. So I think that we're going to start seeing things slow down, but summer is still always going to be a very crazy time at Walt Disney World. Now, are we seeing any kind of um, discounts for those those summer months this year? I know actually just today they announced some, the broadest set of discounts so far on Star Cruiser. I'm not really going to get into that because that's something we've, we've talked about extensively, and that's kind of divorced from the general Disney vacation. But they did announce uh, discounts available to Disney Visa card holders, Disney Visa debit card holders, and Disney Vacation Club members, uh, I, I believe, were the discounts that got announced today on Star Cruiser. Are we seeing any more general discounts for, say, if somebody just wants a, you know, a, a ticket in an on-property hotel package? Or, or are there anything um, in that vein available still for this summer? Yeah. So up until um, late summer, so like I think the second week of September, you can actually get 25% off of your room rate. Um, and that's for anybody. So you don't need any sort of qualifications to get that. You also have up to, I believe, 35% off um, if you are a Disney Visa card holder. Um, same thing with the typical annual pass discount. And then if you are a DVC member, um, you can usually get that discount as well. So kind of return to those discounts that we haven't seen much in the past couple of years since they reopened. Right. Yeah. So I think that, you know, a lot of people are still waiting for like that free dining discount that 
came and went. You know, they gave the Disney dining card, which was the option. Um, but you had to book by a certain point, and that's throughout the summer. So a lot of people that have booked do have that qualification as well. Uh, but now the one that's continuing and you don't have to book by a certain date is the one that's the 25% off discount. And I have to say, I looked at, you know, like I said, I looked at August. There's rooms as low as 117 a night, which is a price that I haven't seen personally. I mean, it's at, it's at an all-star value resort, but it's a price I have not seen in probably years. Yeah, I mean, 117 is actually a price that sticks out to me for the All-Stars. And I feel like, I mean, I've seen 97 back years ago, 2018, 2019. But I, I don't think I've seen 117 since the parks reopened. The demand has just been too high. Yeah. I and mean, that's I mean, really reasonable for staying yeah. on property. Exactly. And even if you wanted to do a moderate, we, we, we saw Coronado Springs was at like 195 a night for a standard room. If you wanted to do a deluxe at like Saratoga or Old Key West, where you have like those accommodations as far as like the deluxe studios, those were down to like 294 a night. Like these prices are usually a general like busier week, about 500 a night. So that, that was just absolutely insane to me. Yeah. So it really does sound like not only is it not too late to book, if you have the flexibility to go this summer, uh, it, it might be a great time uh, if you can you know, get everything lined up and, and make a summer trip work for you. And, and that's something you want to do. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit uh, about braving the heat further on down. But before we really get into the nitty gritty, what if, what if you're not a crazy person like the three of us who are on the pod today and you haven't been to Disney multiple times since it reopened um, and you haven't had to plan a Disney trip since uh, the parks reopened? Uh, what does it take to book a Disney trip in 2023, uh, either with a travel professional or on your own? Like what has really changed if the last time you went was say 2017? So a lot of it, you know, with 2017, I, I look back and I think about, you have to get your dining booked 180 days in advance. You have to get your fast passes booked 60 days in advance. And those are just not what they're doing anymore. So dining is now 60 days in advance. So if you're looking at booking today, you know, you can definitely do that. And then you would be able to get end of June dining. You'd still be able to get up the next morning and book your dining the same day. Um, and so that's really like the only pre-planning. If you're booking for summer, it's still only like a $200 deposit and you pay the remainder 30 days prior to check-in. Um, and if you, um, what else was I going to say? So, and then, you know, the fast pass system is now replaced with the Genie Plus system, which is now a day-to-day -day, uh, type of accommodation that you have to kind of book every day that you're down there instead of as far in advance with the pre-planning. So a lot of it, even if you're thinking about that last minute summer trip, you're not missing out on a ton. We just booked our June trip and we were looking to go to uh, the rodeo barbecue and we were like, all right, let's, let's, we know that all it's not fully available, but let's just keep checking the app. These reservations will, will pop up. So even if you have those last minute and you're in that 60 day window, just keep checking and those will pop up. Awesome. And uh, Jordana is so immersed in this world. I think she missed one important change. If you haven't booked Disney trip in a while, the park pass system oh, is still yes. uh, there. And that is probably the key to booking a, a, a Disney trip. If, if you mess that up, uh, you are not going to have a uh, a great time. Um, 
so Park Pass, you do need to, uh, once you have your tickets in hand, uh, go on the website and reserve which park you will either be starting your day at if you are a park hopper guest or which park you will be at for that day if you do not choose the park hopper option. And Jordana, um, you're booking people's Disney trips all the time. Is there a lot of four park availability still throughout the summer? Almost always, almost always. I think the only time that um, I had seen full parks was uh, Tron opening where, you know, Magic Kingdom was full that day. And I think the day after it was it was full. But it's very, very rare where we see that, you know, that yellow that there may be a park not available on the park availability map. If you scroll through, it's mostly all green. That's awesome. Yeah, that that is definitely a change um, because. A uh, couple trips ago, Rachel and I took, it was like a science. You had to get up yeah. on there the day of the park reservation becoming available and uh, really make sure you were snagging the parks you wanted. And sometimes you could not get the parks you wanted on the day you wanted them. Right. Um, in that vein, um, in your opinion, is there any weeks that people might want to avoid uh, during these these summer months? If you're not... I always say expect the crowds. Obviously, in the summer, it's just going to be crowded. But if you're trying to ex- like completely just avoid overcrowdedness, I always say Fourth of July week is definitely a busier one. Um, Memorial Day week tends Memorial Day weekend tends to get a little bit busier. Um, but usually, um, it's not super. It's not super bad. I will. I'll say Fourth of July week would be the one for me to avoid. But anything other than that, you're pretty much just looking at your basic summer crowds. Labor Day probably a little bit. Labor Day is not bad because we usually go on Labor Day because Sal's birthday is September eighth. Um, generally, you'll like on Labor Day or that weekend. Yes, you might see it, but after like that Tuesday, it's like nobody's there. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess a lot of people are kind of getting ready to back to school mode, and it's those are kind of more of a locals weekend, right? Yeah, and if you're gonna go on Labor Day too, I'll just suggest just from you know personal experience, that's the day that we plan, you know, our Animal Kingdom day, where all the other parks are like kind of more the main focus, and you can get that kind of I hate to say secondary park, but you can get that secondary park with like no lines. It's really a, you know a good time to go if you're willing to skip out on. No Epcot or Magic Kingdom. Uh, same thing would go for Fourth of July, I would imagine. Right. Um, obviously, they have the special shows that you know most people are going to want to check out. Um, but if you're willing to make that sacrifice, it's a really great way to experience a park um, during that time of year without crowds. Yeah. Fourth um, of July tip: as somebody who went Fourth of July last year, the special shows they do them either the night before or the night after 4th of July also. So you typically will see Magic Kingdom with no availability on 4th of July because people want to see that super special fireworks show. But then, because I don't think it's very well advertised or well known, um, you can just look on the schedule which of the is the other night they're doing it. And oftentimes, you can uh, very easily get Magic Kingdom for that day and, and get to see those fireworks, and it'll be so much less crowded. You won't have to, like, Get your space to see the fireworks hours and hours before. Uh, it's more just like a regular nighttime spectacular preparation. Uh, but you do get to see that exact same show that people waited hours and hours for on the actual day of. So okay. that's a tip if you are trying to go be down there for the fourth itself. I love that. That's actually a really good tip. I forget about that one. Uh, so what are some tips 
if you haven't been in Orlando during the summer, um, I mean, Guy, I think even since you've joined the podcast, we've definitely gone over some of this. This is a, a, a topic we like to hit at least once or once or twice a year as we head into these summer months for our listeners. But if if you haven't listened to the show for a long time and you haven't been to Orlando during those brutally hot June through the end of September, really, where it's that maximum humidity and maximum heat down Orlando, what are some things that, you know, either of you guys uh, do to beat the heat? Uh, so just splitting up your days, um, not doing too much at once. It's kind of easy for us to do that. I know when we first when we first started dating, I thought I was going to hate Disney because Jordana was a park open to park close kind of gal. And literally on some of those days, it was like working a job where it's like, oh, man, thank God it's 430. And I know we're only going to be here until 1030. So I just got to make it through the next six hours and I'll be OK. Um, that is not a way to experience Disney, in my opinion. I mean, we had a lot of fun when we were when we were little spuds, but uh, that's definitely not the way to do it. You know, take advantage of everything Disney has to offer, whether you're staying at a value, a moderate, a deluxe. There is a fantastic swimming pool at every single resort. Make use of it. Yeah. Take breaks. Um, pe- you know, not necessarily people watch even, but go get make sure you're eating your quick service meal indoors. Enjoy some of that AC. Take breaks. Take it easy, listen to your body, um, and drink plenty of water. Yeah, I usually say, like, the best way to spend your day is rope drop, get there early, you know, try to beat that early heat where, like, the sun's just rising, that sort of thing. Take a midday break, um, go to the pool, like I said, and then just expect rain, especially with the high humidity towards the end of the summer. Um Make sure to pack your ponchos and then like go back during the rain because when it's raining, you'll see this rush of people leaving the parks. I say go back into it because that's usually when the lines kind of shorten a little bit. Um, I also say, you know, hit up Amazon before you leave. Get your your neck or stroller fans. Uh, get the cooling towels. Make sure you have plenty of sunscreen, hats, sunglasses. Um, and then I also recommend some sort of reusable water bottle that keeps water cold because you can get free water, um, you know, at any of the quick service places, and uh, you can keep it cold, obviously, in your water bottle. So they'll give it to you ice too. So that usually helps. And then plan lunches at some sort of sit down restaurant um, instead of planning dinners because obviously you'll need that midday break as well and enjoying the ac of course um yeah and i mean i am a huge advocate of the cooling towels that's always my number one tip that i give on this podcast whenever this comes up water bottles the other thing um i know especially if you're from new england where we have mostly well water and municipal water or you're from basically anywhere else in the country that's not florida florida especially central florida they get their water from aquifers which are basically underground water in between rocks and uh especially in orlando it has a very distinctive taste that some people can't stand at this point i go to the park so much i'm kind of used to it but some people never get over it uh if that's the case and you don't want to pay five bucks a bottle for um some dasani at the parks think about maybe bringing um either like a hiking style water bottle that has like the built-in Brita suck through filter um, or some kind of uh, 
any of the the water flavoring packets, the 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 skinny girl syrup, the um, Mio drops. There, there's any of the they call them water enhancers, and that'll kind of help you mask that taste because you cannot survive off of no drinking or only drinking soda or alcoholic beverages because then with the amount of heat and humidity in Orlando, if you are not really getting a couple ounces of water every hour, uh, you're going to have a really bad time. I mean, that it, it's you see people all the time who don't prepare, who are just go, 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 trying to rope drop of fireworks, not thinking about, you know, hydration and their body and stuff. And, and you see people falling out, heat stroke, uh, you know, heat exhaustion, that sort of stuff. It, it happens very, very quickly and very easily. And, and you may not realize it because you're kind of spending a lot of day in some of these queues for these newer rides. That Tron queue blows my mind. Almost yeah. no shade. A Tron, um, uh, Seven Dwarves, it's these newer queues in order to get them as long as they need to for the amount of people who want to ride these rides, there's very little shade and, and, and that'll take it right out of you. Right. Um, yeah. And uh, I know these guys are big proponents of the midday pool break. And I think probably you have kids, especially young kids. That's probably a non-negotiable because those little guys can't go, go, go guys or gals. Um, I still to this day have never really, that's never been how I can do the parks. Uh, Rachel and I don't have kids right now. And for me, if I go back, get changed my suit, go in the pool, I just, I'm not going to want to shower up, put clothes back on, get back on transportation and go back to the parks. I'm much more likely to just want to go out to dinner someplace, go to a bar, call it a night and do it again. So my kind of way to do the midday break is that's a great time to take advantage of those less popular attractions that tend to be indoors, whether it's some kind of a walkthrough, an exhibit, um, carousel of progress. Uh, Epcot used to be the best park for this sort of thing. It still is, honestly, with the World Showcase. Um, it, but Future World used to also have an Interventions and um, some of the stuff in the Imagination Pavilion, Living Seas. This is just a great time to um, – Take advantage of those and kind of use that as what breaks up your day and maybe experience something that's not what you've experienced before. If you're just trying to go ride, 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 um, which doesn't really work as well in the summer because it's just naturally busier. There's more people there in the summer. So that's another way to take a break, uh, especially if you're out at the All Stars um, or some of those moderates that are kind of more or even just a a hotel that's not that close to your park of the day. Or, I mean, we're talking about this all in context of staying on property. If you're staying off property, you just don't have the option really realistically of being able to go back and take that midday break in your hotel pool. Um, so you got to kind of, you can get creative though. And there's plenty of ways to take a break um, on property itself. If you're at the animal kingdom, go on that, uh, it's not called Grizzly River Rapids at the Animal Kingdom. That's a California adventure. Um, uh, Cali, Cali, River. Cali River Rapids. Yeah, go on that. Get yourself soaked. That's a nice cool off. And then you just feel like hot. Hot. The after. Hot and wet. <laughs> <laughs> hot, wet shoes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's not the best one. It, that, it feels good for about four <laughs> seconds, and then you have to walk around it, and you're dry in 10 seconds. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's the other thing. You, you did mention ponchos. Um Traditionally, in the summer in Orlando, uh, it'll go from bright, sunny, not a cloud in the sky to 
the craziest downpour thunderstorm you've ever seen for anywhere from five to 40 minutes and then clear up and uh, be fine again. So just be prepared that it probably will rain at some point during your Disney day. If you're going during these summer months, it will probably rain hard, but it probably won't rain for all that long uh, while you're there. So just plan for that. And uh, as Jordana said, it's a, it's a good time to get on some of those rides. Although anything that is an outdoor or mostly outdoor ride with a metal track that will close until um, a certain amount of time after the last drop of rain has fallen and it, the cast members won't be able to tell you when it reopens. So just kind of be cognizant of that and know that maybe, um, you know, some of the rides will be closed during rain and for slightly a little bit after it. Yeah. So, so I think there's some good tips to beat the heat. What else is there, Guy, that we need to uh, talk about for for summer trips? Uh, so for us, we just put together a couple of group questions. It was fun. Uh, kind of felt like old times with Jordana where we were picking her brain. Uh, so I had her come up with a couple of group questions for all of us. Um, just a quick kind of rundown what to do, uh, mostly in general, but also mainly for the summer. Uh, so just a couple of questions for everybody. Uh, what is your favorite pool on property? Go ahead, Tim. Um, if we're talking hotel pools, I yeah. got to go with the Polynesian main pool. I figured you were going to say that. Um, I personally, I fell in love with Wilderness Lodge. I think that they have just such a... I don't even want to say basic pool because they have the cute little water slide, but they also have the splash pad area. And I just think that just the surroundings around the pool is also just like one of my favorites. What about you? So for me, it's definitely uh, the pool that Beach Club and Yacht Club share. Oh, yeah. That was um, the pools, I should say. The Lazy River. Um, it's a ton of fun. The kids love it. Adults love it. It's kind of a win-win for everybody. Yeah, I mean, that pool might as well be a water park, I think. Yeah, that's a very small water park. As much as, as much nostalgia as Bub and I specifically have for, for River Country, it's something we've talked about a lot in the podcast, I think if you reopened River Country as it was when it closed and you put it up against that pool, that pool area is probably more impressive than River Country when it comes to the, the quality and level of attraction in it. Oh, definitely. Okay. Uh, so, Jordana, if you could get a drink... Anywhere in all of Disney property, where is it and what are you getting? I'm sitting down at Ohana's after a long day. I'm sunburnt and I want a Lapu Lapu. That's what I want. Tim? So you guys think I'm also going to say somewhere in the Poly Trader Sam's, but it's just it's such a pain in the butt to uh, like actually get in there, get a table. It's always so crowded. It, it's such an ordeal to get in there. Um, so I'm going to go with I love a nice cold micro brew from baseline tap house. Um, and they, I sit outside at the, the counters that are around the, there's like a counter that's built around the trees and they have misting fans that blow. And it's just a great time. That's one of my signature midday park break places. Oftentimes, uh, you know, Rachel might go to a, a show at Hollywood studios and, and I'll skip it. I'll just, Grab a big beer, sit down, and kind of people watch us as people head to and from Muppets and Galaxy's Edge right there at Baseline Tap House. I do love people watching. That's 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 one of my top things as well. <laughs> Take a midday break and people watch because some of the things, the meltdowns you'll see happening, 
some of the best entertainment. <laughs> uh, so for me, it's actually out of the parks uh, like Jordana. Uh, mine is going to be at Topolino's and it's going to be the modern fashion, which is just, you know, their take on an old fashion. Um, that's one of the great places on Disney property uh, with a great um I, I hate to call it an outdoor patio. I'm, I'm losing the words I'm looking for. I mean, it is terrace. an outdoor patio terrace. There we go. Thank you. Um, where you can kind of overlook uh, Hollywood Studios and Epcot at night. Uh, so that's the one restaurant where I'm going to get my drink. I'm going to put my food order in. And then, you know, I'm not sitting at the table eating bread. I'm going to go out on that terrace um, and just enjoy my drink for about five minutes. Uh, it's usually a nice, cool breeze up there. And then the views are absolutely stunning. Uh, definitely my favorite drink on property for sure. Oh, I thought we were stuck in. I, I was thinking stuck in the parks. All right, I'm gonna change my answer. Uh, I said it Lapu Lapu. Is, <laughs> it is totally, totally gotta be. Um, it, basically, any glass of of good natural or organic wine at Wine Bar George outdoor table nighttime Disney Springs after the temperature has dropped about 20 degrees from the day, and I've gotten a shower from my park stay. Uh, also, people watching. But uh, yeah, Wine Bar George, some of the best food in Disney Springs, by far the best wine um, list in Disney Springs. And I think criminally underrated because it's like all small plates. So you don't see like families with kids going there for dinner. So it's pretty easy to get a table there. Great. Yeah, that's what choice. I was going to say. We've never, on all the times we've gone to Disney, we've never gone there. No. It's probably the least like kid friendly slash setup for kids, very high tables with stools. Um, or the only regular tables are like the outdoor seating. Um, I don't think I've ever seen kids in there. Probably not a good fit if you're traveling with kids, but if you are uh, on a solo trip or an adult trip, uh, that is my number one recommendation on property probably. Um, some really good um, small plates from, you know, cuisines all over the world and an incredible, incredible wine list that's very reasonably priced. Right, so going back to the parks for the next question, uh, what is your favorite sit-down restaurant to kind of with the best AC to kind of beat that heat? So I'll say that mine is actually uh, be our guest and specifically sitting. What is it? The West Wing? Is that mm -hmm. it? Yeah, the West Wing, where it's very dark in there, and I don't know. It's just so cold in there because the lights aren't even beating on you. Like, and it just like it's a it's a smaller area than the big grand ballroom. And it's just, it gets very cold in there. I personally love it. And I think that especially those hot days at Magic Kingdom and you want that experience. I think that Be Our Guest has one of the best ACs over there. What about you, Tim? Uh, let Guy go. All right. I am visiting my friend Sunny Eclipse. I feel like every trip to Magic Kingdom, uh, we're in Tomorrowland during the hardest part of the day, always. Um, and, you know, it, it's hardly, you know, amazing cuisine there. Uh, but there's just something about when you open the door and that AC hits you and, you know, you got Sunny Eclipse there playing with this band. It's <laughs> uh, It just does something for me. That's an every trip thing that we you always end up stopping there, even though you never think you're going to. Because, like I said, and I mean, we've talked about this even uh, last episode about. I was going to say, didn't I, you want to bulldoze him last episode? <laughs> I was, it's I was, a love hate. I was ready to get rid of him, yeah. But that's that's a place where, you know, the food, especially the quick service in Magic Kingdom, is typically nothing to write home about. At least that's always a nice, real cool spot to uh, sit down and enjoy a meal. Well, I'm also, I guess all three of us are going to Magic Kingdom. Um, for me, it's Skipper Canteen. 
It's my favorite um, table service in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, and kind of similar to um, to uh, be our guest, it's a series of eight, three different um, dining rooms that all have slightly different details. Uh, and if the main dining room has pretty high ceilings, the AC's good, but not great. But if you're in either the library or the study, um, the AC is, is, is kicking because those are lower ceilings. Uh, the food is really good. Uh, and and it, it's got that fun Jungle Cruise theme, and it's a great reprieve from that busy Magic Kingdom heat for a nice sit-down meal. I still have yet to go there, and I think about it. I've made reservations. Like, I've almost been literally probably every trip, and I don't know. I think June has to be. Like, we have to go there. We have to I make know. it our mission to get there because – I've heard so many fantastic things and I just, we need to experience it. That is our, that is our every, that's the only in park table service that we consistently book every single trip to Orlando. Wow. See, there's two like opposite sides. We need to to get somewhere. We need to see what it's all about. And then I promise you, I will be back for a food review. If you want me, (laughs) I will definitely tell you all about it. Uh, So moving on to something that we're always, uh, Feels like we're always in and out of or waiting at uh, some of the longest lines in Disney. Uh, what of the four parks is your favorite Starbucks? Oh, I'll go first on this one. Go ahead. Easy, easy, easy. Hollywood Studios, because all the Starbucks serve the exact same Starbucks, but that one has the carrot cake cookie, which is confusingly named because it's a carrot cake whoopie pie with cream cheese in it. And that is the best sweet treat, I think, on property for snack. So uh, easily... That one, because I'll make two trips there, get my morning coffee, and then some point in the day I'll stop back in and get that nice, chill carrot cake cookie cake thing. Uh, so for me, it's actually also Hollywood Studios. Um, they're all they're they're all identical, but like that one in Hollywood Studios at least has a little theming, a little character. Um, it's usually the least packed of the four. Um, the one at Magic Kingdom's always a mess. Um, the one at Epcot is even worse now. Oh man. The last time we went to Epcot, I think it was at least an hour getting coffee. It was so ridiculous. And it was like connections cafe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That place is a nightmare. Yeah. I have to disagree with both of you and I will wait all the way down main street USA for my coffee at magic kingdom. It's something about having your favorite coffee in your hand and looking at the castle that literally just has a sense of serene, like, I don't know. It's just relaxation. That's so amazing. And you just start your day. Right. I will say that the line is horrendous. Um, but you know, again, if you're rope dropping, I, I rope drop Starbucks. So <laughs> I just rope drop and I go right there, which tends to not be as bad. And so to end, uh, end the podcast here, this is a question, uh, strictly from Jordana here. Uh, so she's given us a little bit of scenario here and I'll, I'll kick it to you first, Tim. So, you're in between Italy and American Pavilion, and you only have 10 minute, and it's only a 10 minute wait for Remy or Frozen. Which way are you heading? Um, I'm a sucker for a trackless ride. Uh, obviously, Remy is much newer. I've done Frozen a bunch of times. I've only done Remy twice, um, and they were both in that July trip. So I think I'm think I'm going Remy. I also I really like that expansion to the France Pavilion. It, it's really nice, really well themed that newer style of uh, how Disney's doing up the lands. Um, 
And I know Frozen typically has these crazy weights, but I feel like I never have that hard a time, especially rope dropping, because so many people don't realize Frozen's open despite World Showcase being closed, that um, I, I just don't feel like I have a hard time getting on Frozen if I want to get on Frozen. So I, I'm going Remy in that situation. Uh, so I'm also going to go Remy. Um, again, Frozen is it's it's a fine ride. I, I hate the animatronics in that ride, though. I hate their heads. Uh, that kind of always throws me off. Uh, Remy is a lot of fun. Remy is one of those rides where if you waited two hours for it, I can't imagine how aggravated you would be at the end of it. Uh, but it's a really, really cute ride. And same thing, like the same experience I've had. I feel like that's kind of always the way at Epcot where it's like, as long as you time it out, you can get on any ride, uh, typically with not that much weight. You just kind of have to play the app and go, you know, where the crowds aren't. And just with the flow of World Showcase, it's like you're just going to get lucky at certain points of the day where, you know, France or wherever is just not going to be that crowded. Yeah, I so I think I'm going to go against both of you and I'm going to go Frozen. So part of the reason is the voices not being the same in the Remy ride. I don't know. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, they didn't use the same actors. And I don't know why it drives me nuts. And I just think like this is like the worst this French language does not like it's it doesn't even sound the same like I'm just like and it just throws me off and I just don't love it and I personally Frozen is one of my favorite movies I love singing along I think that it's adorable I love Olaf and I don't care that the animatronics suck I love that ride so I would personally go Frozen all right um I just have one more thing I wanted to touch on uh before we go we kind of were dancing around it we we're talking about the trip planning section um what about what if summer's too soon for people, but they don't have, you know, they can pull the kids out of school or they can plan around, you know, uh, Thanksgiving holidays or whatever is fall this year where we're seeing kind of going back to a high, low crowd flow, not just all the time at max crowds. Do you think fall is going to be a good time for people to do a Disney trip this year? I do. I think that, you know, September up until mid-October is going to be pretty decent crowds um i think that we are starting to go into that lower crowd level um i am see it seeing you know the people that are going in september are usually you know people that have younger kids or people that are just going as adults um so i think that a lot of you know that has to go into it but if you are pulling your kids out of school and you're trying to get the most like you're trying to get the decent pricing you're trying to get the you know lowest crowds i think that september and early october is definitely the best i also say the first week of december is usually pretty good um we went last year the first week of december and it wasn't it wasn't bad but we still saw those those moderate crowds um but i think that this year it's going to be back to a low crowd that first week of december so, so that is oh, sorry So what I was just going to say is I feel like everybody who wasn't able to like, you know, the once every couple of year people who missed their trips during COVID, they're all they've all been and went. It's all over now. It's just we booked um, like we touched on earlier. We booked the it's DVC. So it's a little different. But we got a DVC at the poly, you know, a week ago, which is unheard of June. You know what I mean? Like you could never book it 
that short out and there's just a ton of availability everywhere same thing if you go on the website you can book pretty much every resort everything's kind of available so i think this is um definitely going to be now between now and the end of the year things are definitely going to be slower than they i would say typically even are uh pre-pandemic just because people have kind of been there and done that and it's it's starting to get back to normal i know we've yeah, said that a million times but it's it's really no, I- I think that's kind of the point of of this episode. Um, And speaking of those those two times you said late September, early October and that first week of December, traditionally, that is when Rachel and I have always taken our yearly trip. And um, yeah, I'll say especially before COVID, either of those times, if you are in Magic Kingdom in the evening in like Fantasyland on those high thoroughput dark rides, you could just ride and re-ride walk-ons all day long. Um, if we're headed back to that kind of mode at Disney, that would be great. I don't know if we'll ever get back to those like it's the the third week of September and the parks are just empty times. Um, but those are some of the great times to go. And with value resorts being as low priced now for short, um, you know, short notice trips, I will be interested to see what, you know, those look like booking for late September in you know, July or August of this year, if we'll see, you know, maybe a return to those, you know, hovering around a hundred ish dollars a night for the values and, you know, the high hundreds for the, uh, the moderates. Yeah. And I will say that, you know, I know where we are talking about last minute trips or 2023 trips for the most part, if, you know, does your Disney vacation is not in, you know, an option for this year, I will always say booking out as far in advance. So if you're thinking about 2024, booking out as far in advance is usually the best deal than even some of the deals that are coming off, like the the 25% off room rates and stuff like that, because you usually get the best price and the 25% off is off of current pricing. So the price could have gone up and then they give you this coupon and, and it's or this discount and then it's a little bit less, but it's still if you would have booked a year ago, it would have been a little bit cheaper. Um, I always kind of put that out there. 2024 dates are not out yet. Um, the last couple of years, it's been late May, early June, um, but getting like earlier and earlier and inching earlier. So I'm, I'm hoping for a mid-May release, but um that's just something that I always kind of like to put my two cents out there. And I have a list of about 20 families waiting for 2024. So definitely take my advice if that's something you're thinking about. All right. Uh, God, you got anything else? No, I think that uh, kind of puts us all done for tonight's episode. I have, I have, uh, one, I have one more question real quick for Jordana. I, I know you got the goods as a travel professional. Yeah. Tell the people what they want to know. What is the day and date that the traditional dining plan is returning to Walt Disney World. Oh, my God. (laughs) If I could make a dollar for every time someone has asked me this, I could have retired by now from being a travel agent. Um, This is something that we do not know, and I am so mad at Disney that they even released a statement saying that it was coming back because now people are like, okay, but when? And like that statement I think has been out for over a year and it's like, okay, but when? And now it was like, like as, as travel agents, we were like, oh, I think we just have to wait for all the restaurants to be open. 
okay, now they're all open. So what do we do now? Um, so it's definitely a guessing game. I am hoping for 2024, but I'm, you know, unfortunately very realistic. So if I was a gambling man, I would say when they announce the 2024 dates, when you can start booking it, I think that's when you see dining plan come back. All right. So Jordana does know. She just doesn't want to tell you guys. (laughs) Um, It's unfortunate. I thought that, you know, her 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 loyalty to the Disney guys uncensored as a past co-host, literally married to a current co-host that she would be willing to give up the goods. But it sounds like her loyalty to Bob Iger and his uh, system of travel agency. And, you know, she has to preserve that connection keep her ability to book you guys park trips and I do like it's probably job. for the better I like maybe hit her up privately yeah. she will tell you when the dining plan is coming back guys yes that's jordana Izzo at travelmation.net <laughs> Did, didn't want me to have to say it because i would say it wrong like i have Stop every off. single time oh <laughs> uh, that's funny Okay, so that is our show for the week. We have a bunch of great old shows that you should give a listen to. Some would call them our previous episodes, and they are available on any of your preferred listening platforms. And if you have any questions or comments about any of our episodes, please feel free to reach out to us at thedisneyguysuncensored at gmail.com. And if you like what you hear, the best way to support the show is, of course, tell a friend, tell your wife, tell your dog, tell whoever. And as always, thanks for listening to the Disney Guys Uncensored.